our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your host, Sam and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi, Sim. Hey, Sonia. You look fantastic today. Stop, do I? Are you just saying that? You have like the most summery top on, your skin's glowing, your hair's looking fantastic. Like I'm so just, I love it. It's like such a vibe. Thank you so much. It is a dress from Princess Polly. And I have not worn this without like a top over it or like a jumper over it in so long. And it's because I am trying to be more body positive this summer, you know? Oh, that's so right. I have seen this, but you've always worn like a coat over it or a sweater or like, what do you call them? Like a denim jacket, mm-hmm. and which has looked nice. Don't get me wrong, but I'm loving the arms. I know. I always wear dresses with cover-ups because I feel like I've been insecure for no reason. But this summer... It's changing. And also, what? I am going on a date tonight. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. A guess with who? What do you mean guess with who? How am I going to guess? Okay. <laughs> Prior to us starting this recording, I was like, to Sam, please do not get excited. I'll tell you the story once we start recording. And I shouldn't have said guess who, because guess who is me. I'm going on a date with myself. <gasps> Stop. I love that. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Hold on. Let me just, let me just soak this in. I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, I can't tell if that sounds empowering or sad. Oh my God. Guys, she's actually crying. She's in her happy era. Like, of course I'm crying. <laughs> Stop. I feel like I would say the past two months I have been on an upwards trend of being consistently in a good mood, which is crazy. I've hit a, what's it called? Milestone? No. <laughs> Two months of being happy. What is happiness? I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've just been in such a great mood, and I was just like thinking to myself, you know, like I have a lot of friends who have different schedules to me than here, and I really wanted to go out tonight, and I was like, hmm. It's a Thursday night. Like, what am I going to do? And I was like, let's just go out by myself, take myself on a little solo date. And so I'm going to an Italian restaurant and then I might take a walk around the city after. But that's me. And I'm not going to bring a cover up. Oh, I might bring a jacket because it's going to be the evening. But 
I'm so happy. This is like you romanticizing your life. Like we talk about these things all the time. It's the little things that we all do. But I think that for those that like don't, I mean, we all know Sonia very well, but for those that like maybe don't know Sonia so well or they're new to the channel, firstly, welcome. You just heard us cry and one of us is going on a date. They're like, where's the podcast on the stock market? Have I clicked the wrong thing? Guys, this is actually going to be a real fun and fresh episode. I think we're going to be chaotic, which is what I love. And I wanted to start off by setting the scene is this is the mood that I'm in and this is the mood that you'll continue to get for the rest of the year. And I think this is a great intro to what I'm about to say. <laughs> like, I feel like it will make sense in the episode. Like, yeah, she's just in her weird little era. But that's me. What's been going on with you? Do you know what? I don't think anything tops going on a date with yourself. So I am very happy to go straight into the episode. I'm in a good mood now. Let's just get into it. So today we are talking about the predictions for the rest of 2023. 2023 has been a year for the stock market that like, I honestly don't think a lot of people saw coming, myself included. We all kind of spent a lot of time thinking, you know, mm, is the stock market going to rebound? Is it going to get worse? And honestly, it was like dealer's choice. No one knew it was going to happen. And so where we are right now might not be where we end up. And a lot of people have kind of wondered, like, is the stock market going to continue to come back up? Is it going to rebound? Are we going to see lots of profits? Is it going to be a year where, you know, it was kind of nice to us right now, but it's like, actually, psych, I'm going to just drop it all over again. A recession might come. There's only so many like predictions that we can make before we start to look stupid personally. And you might start to feel quite anxious about your money and go, well, should I pull it out? Some insomnia, should I leave it in? Should I invest more? And these were all questions we used to have when we were younger. And when we first started in the stock market, I remember the first year we ever invested or like I ever invested, I was like, what? happens at the end of the year like is it going to go up is it going to go down why is no one telling me why are people being like that's financial advice and like tell me <laughs> just lay it out on the table just whisper it in my ear I've said this once before and I'll say it again I am in the running to be Warren Buffett's successor so <laughs> these predictions if you're like oh, wow Sonia that is crazy like you're being so confident that's why what happens if you get it right? Like, what do we owe you? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a call directly from the Oracle of Omaha himself. And then I'm not going to know you. You're not going to know Sonia. I'm going to be on another planet. I'm going to be with a different set of people, you know? You're going to be in Hawaii? Does he live in Hawaii? I thought Omaha was in Hawaii. Wait, am I an idiot? Babes. <laughs> I don't even know how to correct you politely right now because we're not from America, okay? Omaha is in Nebraska, which is... On the Missouri River, close to the Iowa border. Yeah, that's nice. Is it because it sounds like Ohana? Yes, and also we have like an Omaha beach in New Zealand, and so I just get beachy vibes when I think of Omaha. I mean, that's fair. That's so fair. But it's not. So I don't even know where the next body of water would be because looking at the pictures on Google Images, I can't even see the river. So there's that. 
All right. I think I've embarrassed myself enough. I'm going to get straight into my first prediction of what I think is going to happen at the end of 2023 with the stock market. And my first prediction is one that I don't think should come to too much of a surprise, but even if you didn't grow up with the word inflation, even if you like weren't a business student or you weren't even like interested in the stock market, it's been something that's been like shoved down our throats on the news every single month or every single quarter as inflation changes. But I truly believe that we're going to see in the States inflation dropping significantly. And usually what happens in the States ends up kind of happening in the rest of the OECD countries. So In November and December last year, 2022, inflation dropped out. It then dropped again at the start of 2023. The current inflation rate is around 4.9% at the time of recording. And this time last year, it was at 8.26%. So high inflation is bad for the stock market. Low inflation is good for the stock market. The long-term inflation rate in the US is around 3.2%. So how does inflation affect stocks? Think about it this way. If something costs a lot of money because costs have gone up, because of inflation's gone up, let's say I own like a Starbucks. Now that inflation has gone up, the cost for my milk is higher. The cost for my cups are higher. That My rent might get higher. People might not be coming in as much because the cost of all their other things in their lives, like their energy bills and their petrol has gone up. So they're not buying as many Starbucks coffees. So it costs me more to make my Starbucks and there's less people coming through the door. So profits drop when inflation is high. And when profits drop, of course, investors are not as happy. So shares drop. However, my prediction is that inflation is going to fall somewhere between 2.5 to 3.5% by the end of this year in the US. And you may be thinking, Simran, that is so crazy. Like that is pushing it. I don't think we can get there. Like I can see the emails coming. I can see the DMs coming. But trust me, we're already in the fours. Are we that crazy to get into the threes by the end of the year? I don't think that's crazy. I support that because... Why not? Honestly, Hilary Duff once said, why not? And I think we should live to that statement, live to that slogan a lot more. I also think it's frustrating because I know inflation gets thrown around and we talk about it every other day, but guys, unfortunately, it's relevant. We have to know about it and it impacts us as investors. So yeah. Do you honestly think that's your wildest take that you could ever have about 2023? No, I think there's wilder things that have happened in our world. And personally, in my own life, things could get wilder. It's so logical. (laughs) It's just like, why would we disagree? Like, if you're opening your mouth to disagree, close it. Okay. I want to preface my prediction by saying a few things, if you will. One is that I completely understand that the S&P 500 has had, for lack of better words, a disappointing end to 2022. I don't need you to yell at me. I also understand that 2022 was actually the worst year that the index had since 2008. But again, I don't know if you're an active listener or you completely fast forwarded the intro. This is the year of me being wildly optimistic about everything and being extremely unapologetic about it. With that being said, my prediction is that the S&P 500 will return at least 10% to investors this year. And there's a few reasons I think this, okay? One, is because I just want to focus on Q1. So far, Q1 2023, the index has increased 7.5%. And currently, the top five stocks, like the top 
performing stocks of the index are NVIDIA, Meta, Facebook, Tesla, Warner Bros. Discovery, and Align Technology. The tech industry, the tech sector, is actually leading the index at the moment, which is interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about tech, us included. I'm sure we said that a few months ago. Sure, I get it. Chaotic. But I do think it's looking up. Guys, the stock market is kind of like the seasons. We're in spring and summer, you know, we're at the end of Q1, we're entering spring in North America and the S&P 500 decided to perform. We are in the spring summer season. See, I don't feel like that's crazy. It's not. We are being so completely logical. It's kind of boring. I have to say, I disagree with you though. On your prediction. Okay, this is where the fun part comes in. Okay, go. So Sonia thinks that the S&P, sorry, thinks that Sonia believes that the S&P 500 is going to reach, that was so condescending, 10% at the end of this year. I think we're going to reach 16. You know what? Why not 50? Let's just increase it to 50. I don't think it's ever increased to 50. (laughs) Mars is in Leo right now. Why not? (laughs) What does that mean? I have no idea. Just go. So historically, the stock market, when we have big dips, it's kind of like a toxic relationship. Like when there's a big dip, it just comes back so much higher, right? Stock market is the exact same. When it dips down, it will return greater than its average the following years. So for example, since 1926, stocks have averaged a 12.5% return following declines of 10%. But when we've had declines of 20%, so let's say the stock market dropped 20% last year, historically, the next year would see a 22% rise. So that begs the question, well, what happened last year? Last year in 2022, the stock market dropped 18%. And so while history doesn't, you know, like repeat itself, I love the saying of like history doesn't repeat itself, but it does tend to rhyme. And this kind of gives the illusion, at least based off previous data, that between 125 to 22% is where we'll see stocks land. So I kind of just chose the middle number. I was like, what's in the middle of like 12.5 and 22 roughly adjusting for inflation? And so I think we're going to see a 16% increase. I think we're going to end on a good year. Goodness, I hope so for both you and I's sake, you know, both of our sakes. What was the English there? Who knows? I love what you just said about history rhyming. That was the greatest analogy that you've ever used in the near three years of us podcasting. Thank you. I'm not usually a writer. <laughs> That was such a statement to make. I'm sure I have like other favorites, but that was the top favorite thing that you've said in this episode so far. I cried. I cried for you. (laughs) Yeah, that was low-key embarrassing. (laughs) Were you like, wait, do you think I don't love myself? (laughs) Yeah. It was like, were those pity tears? No, it wasn't. That was very wholesome. No, they were happy tears. What's your last prediction? (laughs) Okay. Again, guys, I feel like I'm being so boring, but... I predict that AI stock slash ETFs will come out on top this year. I really do. And we did a fun little episode at the start of the season. You know, what on earth is artificial intelligence? Do go listen to that because that was a great episode. And I think we had fun with that one as well. I just think the conversations around AI and like, investors talking about AI, I feel like it's along the same lines as the start of the conversations where people were first starting to invest in like Google and tech stocks. And I think everyone wants a piece. I think a lot of 
learnings have been shared over those who had the opportunity to invest in tech stocks right at the start and they didn't. And I think AI gives them a new opportunity and you know, I think people are being very honest and transparent with what they would do differently this time and where they put their money. And I think it's for good reason. I really do think we're making more sense of AI. ChatGPT is still completely free. And I do believe it's because it's getting all the data it can from how we ask questions, how AI is responding. And I think it just goes up from there. There's so many different levels of AI as well. Do you think, though, that you'll be increasing your investments in AI or are you just going to like invest still in the funds that you have that naturally have like a few extra AI companies? The latter. I think my financial situation for this year and being overseas and like a few different things that I want to do, I kind of have to be a little bit responsible. But we'll see what next year has to play. What about you? No, absolutely not. I am not investing extra in AI. We did a really good episode on different companies that you could look into if you're interested in AI. And surprisingly, a lot of them were still like your normal stock standard companies like Microsoft, for example, or even like Google. And so if you're invested in a broad market index fund, you're covered. It's like, you want this? We got you. You need tech stock? We got you. You need healthcare stocks? Don't you worry. Like, oh, suddenly like the world is getting covid vaccine stocks are there like it's just so weird but so helpful in the way that like it just has everything I look at the S&P 500 in the same way I view my friend's purse you know that one friend that just has everything you need in her bag and she's like oh you like fell and bruised yourself like here's a heat pack and you're like wait why do you have a heat pack in your bag or like why do you have a band-aid like everything you need in there no stress and that's the way I like to invest For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. There's been a bit of commentary with the S&P 500 because it does invest in financial institutions and banks, and it's the lowest performing sector so far this year. But guys, they invest in so many different sectors that are coming out on top, and this is why your ETF has your back. One thousand percent with that being said what's your last prediction my last prediction for the stock market is not necessarily one about shares but i think about investor behavior and i think we're going to see a rise in investors not in the same way that we saw in 20 
20, which was like absolutely insane. Like we had people that would never invested before and never thought they could invest were jumping in. It was also the time when so many investing platforms and fintechs were coming up. But I think we're going to see not to the same extent, but a very similar rise again at the end of the year of people going, okay, I have been very stingy. I've had to be cost of living crisis. Things have been harder, but now inflation is dropping. Things are not as costly. I have more money to spend and I don't want to deal with this kind of like tight scenario again. I want to be financially free. And what's one way of doing that investing? I think we're going to see a quite a big upturn in a new people jumping into the stock market. And I look forward to it. I think it'll be fantastic. Me too. And if you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this, send them the book, send them the podcast. We are happy to help send them the Instagram. Girls That Invest is always here to be like your big financial investing sister. If you do get to the end of this episode, which, you know, majority of you should. I'd be very disappointed if you didn't. I'm kidding. Please DM the girls that invest Insta and on a scale of one to 10, how delusional is Sonia in this episode? Tell me. I want to know. I don't think you're delusional. I mean, what did you say? Oh, the stock market will rise to 10%. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Is that delusion? (laughs) Yeah. I just want to hear feedback. Like, what's my energy? How am I coming across? You know? You're coming across like a woman who loves herself. (sighs) Stop. I'm so shy. (laughs) And I am here for it. You know what? I want to go on a date by myself tonight. Screw it. Do it. You literally are in charge of your schedule. (laughs) Do it. Because same. Well, I feel like this is probably a good place to wrap up the episode. But overall, what are our predictions for the end of 2023? We believe inflation is going to drop significantly, especially in the US, almost down to 2.5 to 3.5%. Sonia believes that the S&P 500 will bounce up to 10%. I am maybe a little bit more delusional slash hopeful at 16%, but either way, we both believe there will be a uptrend. And we're also believing that AI is going to continue to rise and we're going to see more investors in the space in general. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you've learned something from it, please tag us on your stories, take a screenshot, send it to your friends. It's the best way that we grow. It's the best way that we get the message out there. And it just means so much to us. Have a lovely rest of your day. I'll see you next week, Sonia. See you next week, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.